Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Enter to win a free cruise for two on board the '90s cruise. Relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music, and fashion of the '90s on the first ever sailing. Five days of concerts with some of the decade's most iconic stars, nightly theme parties, celebrity interactions, and all-out 90s activities. There'll be over 25 concerts and live performances starring Blues Traveler, Collective Soul, Gin Blossoms, Everclear, Lit, and more. The 90s cruise will sail from Tampa and head to Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico on Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas, January 31st through February 5th, 2025. Head to the 90 scom slash iHeart to enter to win a free cruise for two. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's 902-1-O-N-G. With Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling. Hi, you guys. We are back with another episode of 9021 OMG with my favorite people, Jenny Garth and Sissany. Hi, you guys. Hey. Hello, ladies. So happy to see you. Pretty ladies. Happy whatever day of the week it is to all Mm y'all. Who knows when you're listening to this? I don't know. Nobody knows, but we're happy that you're with us. That's for sure. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much, you guys. The outpouring of love for 
Our podcast has been amazing. And I, I, I'm just going to say it. Thanks for all of our stars. You like <laughs> us. You really like us. <laughs> oh, the stars are so shiny. <laughs> It's really nice. Good, it's nice that you guys like star. us. And we're trying, we're trying really hard to do a good podcast for you guys. And, you know, we show up every week, we do our homework and Sissini's always so happy to see us and we're happy <laughs> to see you guys. So that's I it. I know, baby on board. She has 50 million jobs and look at her. Baby you on know board. What, Jen? She has youth on her side. On her side. And you know what I realized today is that my weeks of pregnancy are matching up with the weeks that we're on that episode. So stop it. So today we're talking about episode 18 and I am 18 weeks pregnant. <laughs> this is crazy. Isn't that weird? Stuff happens um, all the time. That's could, just weird like that. Like timing. little, little, little signs that you're exactly yeah. where you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. well, thank you. Know, thank your husband for shooting it that day. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> okay. Had to okay. get there. Sorry. 18 weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, this was episode, like you said, 18. It's only a test. Air date, March 28th, 1991. The synopsis is, Brenda is filled with horror when she discovers a lump in her breast, which calls for a biopsy. Meanwhile, the upcoming SATs put extra pressure on everyone, especially Andrea and Steve. Things heat up during a study night together when an intimate moment happens between the two. Dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, this episode started out with, you know, SAT frenzy. Mm -hmm. It's a test, the SATs, everybody was stressing out about it. And mm -hmm. it quickly kind of shifted gears into a different kind of test, which was Brenda's um, breast examination test. And she had to go get a test at the hospital. So I thought it was interesting the way they wove these two uh, storylines together. It was very clever. The, I, I'm not going to lie, you guys. This is the episode I was kind of dreading coming up mm -hmm. um, for obvious reasons with Shannon. It's, you know, I know everyone thought about it when yeah. when she I, had cancer. Yeah. Um, this was really hard for me to watch. Like I had to actually use it I cry I wipe my yeah. tears a couple times because I did too it was just too um too close man too weirdly synced in a not good way mm -hmm. you know yeah what is that called that's like foreshadowing it was I foreshadowing think, like, synchronicity but mm -hmm. yeah but for, yeah. But the outcome obviously Shan's a warrior she's a fighter and she did you know She's resilient. She she bounces back. She's a fighter. And I think Brenda's a fighter too. So those things lined up in a positive way. But um, we've never talked to Shannon about it, but I, I can't help but know that she must have thought about like, oh my gosh, if only all these years ago, 30 years ago, gosh, who would have thought that, you know, this would come true 30 years mm -hmm. later. Yeah. Yeah. We've never really said, can you believe that episode? No. Where Brenda thought she had a lump and now, you know, that, yeah, we've never really addressed that. We should. And of all the characters, you know, they, I mean, obviously, I mean, it lines up that they would have done it with Brenda, you know, one of the twins, but just the way it worked out. Um, it's just kind of, sh it's shocking. Yeah. I mean, even without this sort of like weird synchronicity, the episode mm -hmm. was very dramatic and very like 
serious uh, mm-hmm. undertones. Yeah. You know, thank goodness we had a little bit of comedic relief with um, Steve and Andrea. Thank you, Ian Zeering, for always, always <laughs> supplying us mood. with that. Yeah. <laughs> His little bed flip Sometimes at the end. Sometimes you need that. Yeah. Yeah, he was very, very excited to plant his lips on Andrea. <laughs> but you know what I love the, the most, I got to say, is, I mean, I'm going to be honest. When we filmed this episode, I thought to myself, oh, my gosh. I mean, I think I was like 17. Like, we were teenagers, you and I. And I was like, I, I've never checked my breasts. Like, I would never even think of it. You know, I didn't, I didn't know. Like, this can happen to a 16-year-old. And I, I remember because we filmed that, like we had to do it on the bed and they taught us. Um, I definitely like that. After that, I always checked from that day forward. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important, like teenagers watching this today that are finding 90210 now, um, to, to it's relevant. Like it's never too early to start. And it's such a great message. And um, I just think it's so important as women. Agree. Yeah. I mean, I, we were young the, and, and I'm sure doing that on the bed, Kelly and Donna and Brenda was really awkward. <laughs> like, you know, the crew guys all standing around and <laughs> I'm sure that was uncomfortable, but very helpful. Yeah, embarrassing. I mean, very embarrassing, but also like you're saying, like super informative, very, very helpful right. to so many young women out there. And I mean, I mean, hopefully, and I'm sure it did, but hopefully the show just really helped a lot of people with mm-hmm. this episode. I thought the way they wrote it in was really creative too. They had Kelly reading it out of a magazine, mm-hmm. which is what you did when you were in high mm-hmm. school and your friends were over at your house. You guys right. would look through magazines and take the quizzes and and it was All so cool stuff. because we, th- we they then had the um, shot of the the visual, you know, like right. so people could actually see what we were talking about just to really bring home like this is how you do it, you know. Mm-hmm. But to Jen's point, like keep in mind, you guys, we were three teenage girls. All three of us were in our teens still. And imagine doing this in front of predominantly at the time mm-hmm. a male crew, like you were mm-hmm. saying, like. Do you remember Super what it like, felt like? <gasps> Not like the actual physical part felt like, but like mentally <laughs> it felt like. No, I was just, re- I was watching it and I was thinking, oh my God, Kelly is unbuttoning her shirt. What is happening? <laughs> She's unbuttoning her shirt. I see <sighs> there's all of her. And I was getting really nervous. And then I thought, okay, grow up. She's <laughs> she's just going to do a breast exam. And I felt like the characters really, even though we were probably super uncomfortable, uh, we all did a really good job of like not laughing. Like, you know, there was a little levity in it with your mm-hmm. line tour about, aren't you glad you wore deodorant or something? <laughs> <laughs> but I felt, I felt like we delivered the message as well as we could in that moment. There were probably some giggles off camera just because <laughs> we're teen we're teen girls having to touch our boobs on camera. Um, yeah. So it's uncomfortable. I mean, definitely, you know, I think it's important that people do that behind the scenes and you, something you would do with your friends if you're curious, but mm-hmm. in front of, you know, a whole crew, like how many crew members do you think would be on set during something like that? Just like right around us? Like the core 
camera oh, department, right, the grips, yeah. the electricians, the prop people. <laughs> what That's else? Still a lot. Hair, makeup. 20 people? Yeah, at least. At least. <laughs> at least. Yeah. So we're just trying to set the stage. Like, you know, three teenage girls. This is all new to us. It's our season one. You know, yeah. the show wasn't a hit yet. And we're like, oh, my God, what is happening? Under the spotlights of those huge, uh, huge lights they had us under in a mm-hmm. really bright room, Kelly's bedroom, which was so, that was a lot. Like yeah. with all the red and the pink and the art- artwork of herself. <laughs> Who's idea yeah, was that? Is that Kelly? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that. Are, those are pictures of Kelly on Kelly's right. walls. I, I would Warhol. cringe doing it in front of a crew at 47 years old. And like, you know, I can't imagine 17 doing it. Like, oh, wow. That's more awkward than a love scene in a bed almost I naked. Think so. Really? No. I, oh. I, I don't think so. I hadn't done a love scene yet at this point, so this was the closest for me, at least. Okay. I mean, I guess I hadn't done a love scene before, but that's a kiss. That wasn't like a yeah, just kiss. Skin on skin Practice in the garage. Come on. (laughs) Different. It was different. But no, neither of us. I don't. We hadn't. Any of us. Even uh, Brenda hadn't done like love scenes on the show yet. But Andre and Steve did. I keep coming back to it because I'm sorry. It was interesting. My jaw dropped. When we did BH90210, I don't know who brought it up, but the writers, I think, brought it up that Andrea and Steve had had this love scene. And I don't think we remembered this. And we were, we like, were no, like, no, that no, never happened. No, mm-hmm. they, they mm-hmm. never got together. That, no. But the, he, hello, they did. That's it. Is this it? Or does it go further? I'm very curious. Do Andrea and Steve hook up again? I don't think so. One time special I think event. It was a one and one and done. Yeah. We like special events. Limited special Limited event series. Special engagement. <laughs> Limited special relationship. But she did look yeah, super right. cute. She did look super cute there on the bed with her oh little no took off her glasses. Oh, look at you. Looking so hot sassy. for teacher look, like without your glasses. And he's all I mean, manly and in his white tight t-shirt and his tight acid wash jeans he's just so <laughs> confident and like well no i would i think i i as if i were that age i'd be like hi <laughs> so burly manly i always thought his room yeah, was burly. so cool yeah <laughs> didn't he have like money behind him on the <laughs> giant dollar bills or something dollar bills dollar right. bills it's a thousand dollar bill dollar bill yo <laughs> he loved the money <laughs> But he was hot in that scene. I, and then he, when she left. He was sexy. So was she. She was super sexy. Yeah, right? And, and Is that okay he, to like, say? Flip. Like she, yes, of course. He he like flipped over his bed and like laid yeah. down on the couch. And then when he's laying on the couch right before that, they cut to the next scene, you can see him going like, like doing the funniest like <laughs> chewy like, thing. Like he, it was so cute and so iron. Like it just, you know, that's like one of those. So many times with um with Ian and with Steve, their, their uh-huh. characters are so blended to me. Like, because he brought so much of his humor and his like just lovability to that character. Yes. To that I really want to meet him. I really want him to come oh on my the podcast. God, we want you to too. You I, love him I, so much. I saw the video he he's posted. In. He says he wants to do it. And he's active on social media. He posted this video the other day of like his lunch, and I watched the whole thing. 
And he was making avocado toast with like a poached egg. Sis, I watched that entire thing. (laughs) And his voice was just so soothing. And he was just so excited for his lunch. It was like watching, you know, one of those like late night infomercials. Oh, man. I gotta go back. Stop watching. Like if if he had had that avocado and egg toast for sale. You know what? I actually was like, is he going to put a link to the egg, the egg, the hard boiled egg? Yeah, he had a machine that makes machine? the that poaches the egg for him, so oh. he doesn't have to poach. So you know what? <laughs> of course he does. Ian's, Ian's a, a total entrepreneur. If he was thinking straight, he should have put a link to that because he would have sold them. Because I was in, I was like this. Wait, we I could couldn't have stop his watching hard boiled eggs. I don't know if I'm. I would buy Ian's hard boiled eggs. It was no, it was a poached egg, but he overcooked it. <laughs> he did. He did so slow, and then one one broke a little bit, and I was like. Yeah. You know oh, what? No. Good for him. This is real. This is real, which never happens on Instagram. <laughs> he didn't go back. He had kids oh, to feed, cute. you know? That's Dad so life. But I, I would go back and watch it for sure. Definitely. It's a long it. damn video. Now I know how I'm going to spend the rest of my afternoon. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Going back. There's a lot that. of olive oil, though, he poured on it. I, I think it went a little <laughs> overboard at the end, but it's fine. The funny thing is, I was watching, I was like, God, are they. Are Pennant and, and Mia going to eat this? And I was like nervous because I was like, that, for young kids, it was very adults. He had some salt and some, it was a lot. I did not get turned on by the video. Please stop talking about the fucking uh, avocado toast video. I'm done with it. Sorry. Sorry. Remember we were talking about all those, like the five stars we had and all, yeah, all the people. We just lost them just like that. Anywho, back to the show. Sorry, I'm hungry. I want to talk about the opening of the show just because there was just, in particular, one moment that was like, whoa, um, it's the 90s. There, it, there's a kid sitting outside the school before we, before it ever really starts, and he has the biggest, weirdest <laughs> contraption on his lap. I don't know what it. It, it looks like a typewriter, but it's ginormous. And I'm it, guessing that laptop. that was like the first ever is that a laptop laptop made ever by man. <laughs> it's like it was like like a caveman laptop. It was. Mm-hmm. It was so huge. It definitely caught my eye. Yeah, I had to like stop, stop the thing and, and rewind and watch it. <laughs> rewind, I don't know, go back. What do you say these days? Um, and then also another moment in the show that brought me right back was that uh, when when Carol is in the kitchen and she has uh, a mm. giant phone book. Do you guys see that? Like I missed the giant phone book. Ginormous yellow pages. Yellow pages. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they don't have that anymore. They don't have phone books anymore. Where did all the phone books go? Isn't that sad? I remember as a little kid, as a toddler, you didn't take around booster seats and stuff. And you would go into restaurants and they would bring out the phone book and they would put it on the booth and the kid, you would sit on it at a a table or a booth. Isn't that crazy? And also there was that joke too. Well, not the joke. Oh, it's not a joke. Something about like, I could listen to him read the phone book. Oh yeah. Like that means like You're somebody's right. just so good. You just want to, you don't care what they're saying. You just want right. to listen to them. What yeah. would be the 2021 version of that? Uh, Nobody dic- talks to you. I was going to say dictionary, but even that's like, everything's digital. I could, yeah. I could listen to him read Reddit all day long. Yeah. Um, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, Brandon says right out, right out of the gate, you can't study for the SATs. He's very adamant about that, right? He's like, 
says you can't study. For, uh, you can study I for the SATs. I saved my butt off for the SATs. Yeah. Did you take the SATs? No. I, I took did. them. I did horrible. Like hor- I, I did, did so too. bad that I had to take it again in hopes that you get like a higher score. And it was like 40 points higher. And I was like, okay. <laughs> that's a lot. Hope Hello. this acting thing works out. No, that's a lot of 40 points. My girls, I mean, because that's the thing. You can take it three times now. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And you like pick your best score. But now colleges aren't even using SAT scores for acceptance. Really? Yeah. That's going to be a thing in the past. That's going to be a thing in the past. Unless you're going for like, you know, a doctorate, like some, uh, a doctor, you know, uh, if you're studying that, I think they don't even look at test scores anymore. They, I, they oh. didn't for my daughter that applied this year. She did. She, she was given the option. You can either, you know, send in your test results or you don't have to just send in a do all the other things that you have to do to apply and, and write a really good letter. Right. I'm writing an essay. So, like, yeah, I know, sis, notes, we got to take notes. Yeah. This is going to happen to us one day and me sooner than you. Oh, my God. No. My no. kid just turned You've 14, you guys, and I'm having a real hard time with it. I, you know what? I felt that on your Instagram. I really Why felt like you, if you took a, a, a trip down memory lane with all those pictures. Oh, my I God. The cutest pictures ever, I was ever, crying ever. all day, you guys. I don't know what was wrong with me. It just was really because weird. Just Liam's 14? But isn't... I'm not sure what it is, you guys. I turned, you know, 40 and like it was okay. Now I'm 47 and I'm like, yeah, it's fine. He turned 13, didn't have a big deal. He turned 14 and it was as if my world ended. I don't know what it is. I keep looking at old pictures of him. I keep crying. He walks into the room and I I get emotional and I'm like, I can't believe this. Because he's so big now. He's just like a young man all of a sudden. Right? But it it really, um, oh God, I'm going to start crying. It it was the first time that this has ever hit me that that chapter's over. Like it's, it's finality. It really is like Mm -hmm. the baby making the baby, little babies, them as toddlers, you know, and Bo two weeks. So my first and my last are 10 years apart and 11 days. So March 2nd and March 14th and Bo turned four and then Liam turned 14. And it's just like, I know. I mean, I know you know it too, Jen. And it's just like, you look at little babies. We look at you like you're mm. embarking on this journey again. And it's so mm. amazing. And it's something that's, you know, yeah. it's a it's closed so chapter hard. in our lives and we can't go back. And it may, mm. my kids keep saying, but mom, you'll be a grandma one day and you can hold all the babies. That's true. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm it's grateful, so but I'm just I mean, but emotional right wait now. Till you're, wait till your baby turns 14. You're going to be a hot mess. Oh, are you trying to break her right now? You're getting I know because I've been oh, through it. I'm an ugly crier. Don't do it. It's so awful. And, and, and you're right like that. Ba- I miss the babies and I miss all the fun of being a mom to little people and chasing mm-hmm. them. And it's really a hard transition and as you get older to think, oh, I'm never. Okay, that's something that I really loved and valued and cherished. And I'm never going to get to have that again. But then you have not many things you could say that about, right? Right. You have to to sort of like reset and look ahead at at being a grandparent and how exciting that's going to be. Grammy, Tori. Can they call you Tata? I I like that name. Your youngest is still so young. You have so much longer coming up with her grandma names. (laughs) Do you know your grandma names yet? I think hers should be Tata. That means boobies. Why are you I doing know, this to I me? I like it. I like it for you. I'm going to be Tata's? Tata no, was actually Tata. my and my grandpa's name. That's what we called our grandpa was Tata. Really? Oh, sorry. 
Uh, oh my god, it's like a Hispanic is. Hispanic We're name for his grandfather. This is probably not the right episode to be talking about boobies. Sorry, uh, but <laughs> okay. Where the grandma hell talked Why don't you even, know what? what let's let's regroup. About? Let's regroup. Yes. Get some tissue. Um, and let's come back. We still need to cover more of the SAT storyline. And, yes, uh, and, and then I have questions about how when Brenda went to the doctor and how the doctor was just like poo pooed the mom and was like, you need to leave and I need to talk to your underage daughter alone. So a lot of questions about that. Let's talk about that when we come Welcome back. back. Hey, everyone. So as you can imagine, we know a thing or two about makeup. We've pretty much tried it all. And we are really liking Thrive Cosmetics because they have a full line of makeup perfect for an everyday look refresh. They have clean ingredients that feel great on your skin. And their products are foolproof, which makes it easy for any skill level to apply. And it's really cool to know that Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. Oh, I love that connection. See that? Plus, how cool is it that their uh, high-performance formulas are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free? Amazing. And they have zero parabens, sulfates, and phthalates. I really believe when it comes to makeup, beautiful eyebrows are so important. Don't you think? Their Infinity Waterproof Eyebrow Liner helps you achieve your ideal eyebrow look. And their easy-to-use waterproof pencil holds like a wax and blends like a powder. Ooh la la. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash 90210. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash 90210 for 10% off your first order. Want to temporarily restore definition in your jawline where it's been lost over time? With Juvederm Volux XC, you can get a non-surgical jawline treatment that adds volume for a smooth contour and to reduce the appearance of jowls in one in-office treatment with little downtime. Juvederm Volux XC Injectable Gel is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. With the weather getting warmer, finally, it is time for a wardrobe refresh. And when I want to update my style without breaking the bank, I turn to Quince. They offer premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. And washable silk tops. Timeless 14 karat gold jewelry and so much more. 
The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They partner directly with top factories, so Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to you. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices in premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. I use the hoop earrings I ordered from Quince all the time. And basically live in the slippers that I ordered on their website. The prices and quality are so worth it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash 90210 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash 90210 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash 90210. Enter to win a free cruise for two on board the 90s cruise. Relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music, and fashion of the 90s on the 90s cruise. Five days of concerts with some of the decade's most iconic stars, nightly theme parties, celebrity interaction, and all-out 90s events and activities. Over 25 concerts and live performances starring Blues Traveler, Collective Soul, Gin Blossoms, Everclear, Lit, Color Me Bad, Lisa Loeb, Fastball, CNC Music Factory, Jesus Jones, Digital Underground, Sophie B. Hawkins, and more. Hosted by MTV VJs Downtown Julie Brown and Matt Penfield, plus Lisa Loeb. Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas will be completely transformed to take you back in time for nonstop 90s action. The 90s cruise will sail from Tampa and head to Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico, January 31st through February 5th, 2025. Head to the 90s com slash iHeart to enter to win a free cruise for two. So in this show, uh, Kelly's reading out of the article in the magazine when they're doing the breast exam. And she says, uh, one out of nine women will get breast cancer. That was in 1991. So I was curious what, you know, what has happened over all these years? Have we Mm -hmm. gotten better? Have we gotten worse? So in 2021, it's now one out of eight women will get breast cancer. That is, (sighs) so there's that. So it's worse. That's worse, right? That's worse. That's so interesting. You would have thought mm-hmm. that 30 years later, like it would have, we would have progressed. We would have like yeah. learned or, or, but I guess maybe there's more people in the world, of course, now than right, there was right, then. Right, but, right. Um, but we're so much so, more informed now as women. Yeah. That's true. That's true. When Brenda went in to get checked out and she's with her mom. I thought it was I thought it was so weird that the doctor told the mom to get out of the room and she would speak to Brenda. I'm like, does girl. that happen? I don't have kids that are teenagers, but does that happen? It's it, there's a weird fine line when your 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 kid becomes a, a you know, an independent person mm-hmm. and they can function on their own and they should speak for themselves. And have you had to like leave the room? Yes, I have had to leave the room. You have? Wow, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, of course it's like, are you, I asked, are you okay with me leaving the room and whatever right. the circumstances were? Um, and they always said yes. And, and of course I knew who they were going to be sitting with and talking with. And, um, and I also 
after they finished the meeting, I would kind of get a general fill-in from the doctor or Mm -hmm. the person that they had met with. So it wasn't like I was completely out of the loop, but they just want to establish that kind of, um, you know, bond with, yeah. And, and cause you need that moving forward in your life. You have to be able to have full disclosure with whoever it is that you're speaking to a therapist or a doctor of any kind, you know? And so I think, I think that's an important step in, um, just becoming an adult and becoming your own voice. And I think I thought it was a good thing, but it was definitely, you could tell Cindy wasn't comfortable with it. Yeah. I wouldn't be either, but I guess I have to be. Yeah. The first time it happens, you'll see it sort of plays out in front of your eyes and you'll make the right decisions. You'll, you'll do the right thing, but it will feel a little weird. Mm Mm-hmm. And the doctor I thought was so great. She reminded me of uh, my gynecologist that I had. When, <laughs> this is so weird, right? Um, she reminded me of Dr. Goldman, um, who was my first gynecologist. And I had moved to LA. I didn't have any doctors or anything. And I, I must have been 16 or 17. And at some point I needed a gyno. And I didn't know who to ask. So I asked my manager. <laughs> And Randy James, he's a man. Uh, why I asked him for a reference for my gyno, I don't know. But he gave me one. I guess he'd probably call someone and ask them. <laughs> he is the keeper of all knowledge, though. He really is the go-to. So well, it's in line. He's good on that because Dr. Goldman Always. was my my gynecologist until she retired last, no, two years ago now, before the pandemic. Oh, no. Yes. Are you serious? Yes. And she delivered... My first baby, and then she was supposed to deliver my other kids, but she retired from baby delivering. So, yeah. But yeah. Anyway, I love the gynecologist. You love the gynecologist. I just loved her. I did. Loved her. Yeah, in the episode. And did you notice, Jen, at the hospital when Brenda goes in and she's getting, um, she's getting the biopsy? They say in the background, um, paging Dr. Rosen. No, I like that. Because our executive producer was Chuck Rosen. Aging Dr. Rosen. Dr. Rosen, please come to admitting. (laughs) Yeah, that is a fun fact. (laughs) I like that. Another crazy takeaway is that everyone is, you guys are all taking the SATs because you're juniors and it's common to take the SATs when you're in the springtime when you're a junior. But then we we see- No, no, well, I it's, don't even it's, know it's, anymore. the show started out as juniors, so but then confused. when the second season picked up over the summer, got really popular. So then producers and and creators decided to keep all of you as juniors one more year. Mm. It didn't really bring light to it. So I'm curious to see like if we'll see the SATs happen again. Or a whole- <laughs> Are you sure we weren't sophomores when we started and David was a, um, a freshman? I fact checked it because I was okay. so thrown that off by like it. feels like what it would have been that we were sophomores and David and um, Scott were freshmen. <gasps> yeah. Mm-hmm. Or was it just not mentioned the, the first season or it was? It just juniors? really wasn't mentioned per se, but, you know, sophomores don't take the SATs. Fact? If you read on like some articles, it says basically... You were all juniors, but they basically wanted to milk the high school years as much as possible. So they just repeated the junior year. I don't year blame for, them. For season three. So season three. Okay. So we were juniors again. And then David was suddenly a junior with us. 
Movie yeah. magic. He, he moves up somehow. <laughs> That's like soap operas when suddenly like, I mean, soap operas fact, you can like tune in 30 years later and be like, oh, the same characters are here. It's just things are a little different, but you can go right back into it. But I love when they have babies like one, one time in the soap opera. And then the next thing you know, they're 16 years old and have their own storyline. And it's like there were a year in between. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I digress. Okay, are we back to ta- talking about SATs? Oh yeah, we're getting some facts. You can practice for the practice SAT exams as a sophomore, but official tests are junior year. So why did Dylan, I was confused on this, say that he's going to be surfing when he talked to Brenda and he said, and I'll take mine senior year when you guys are all taking them now and I'll be surfing. Why would he do that? Because he was just a cool guy. Yeah, he, like he what, must have how been could really you take confident. it senior year and like be okay? You can, can you, still take that, it. Can you early, beginning early, of your senior year, beginning yeah. of your senior year? Oh, he's, he must have been a smarty pants then. I guess <laughs> I think he, he yeah. must have been. Yeah, guess he. Te- Here's the thing that drives me nuts about the SATs is I and and tests like this. I know I was in this group. Like tests panicked me. Mm-hmm. I would get so overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean, and I feel like kids go by scores and they're like, I'm not smart. I'm not smart. Some people are just not good, fact, at test taking. So true. Oh and my goodness. everything, re- I mean, it's better now, like you said, Jen, that you don't have to. But before, oh my God, everything relied on that score, filling on in mm-hmm. those little bubbles. It, it was madness. Really scary. Stressed it is me out scary too. when you think about it like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. My, I always really tried to keep my girls calm around any kind of test preparation around any kind of homework, any kind of schoolwork. Honestly, I've always like, just relax. It's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Life is about so much more than what you're learning or what you're testing on right now. Mm-hmm. And just really try to get them to calm down just so they could do their best because yeah, some of their friends were, or I've seen just freak out when they're to have to have a test and they just get so much anxiety and then they flub it. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's only a test. It's only a test people. <laughs> I used to literally test like obviously not things like this cause they were the bubbles you had to fill in. But when there was like a written test, I used to go in you guys and I would be covered head to toe in like facts of what I had studied <laughs> what? Written on my arm, yeah. written on my Wait leg. Wait a under second. My school. That's cheating. Well, only if you get caught. So, oh my God, you're a dirty little cheater. Oh my God, it was, but here's the thing. I couldn't have known the test. I was just writing like things I had studied and memorized. I didn't do it all the time. You know, I'm dramatic. So I always embellished. (laughs) She did it one time. She wrote something on her hand one time. (laughs) You never cheated on a test, Jenny. I mean, I don't know. I I don't remember cheating on a test. No, I remember taking a test once with a hangover. I hope my kids don't listen to this one. But yeah, I remember <laughs> going to school and I had gotten had done some drinking the night before. And um the next day I still felt drunk and I took a test. I did really well on it though. Let's talk about Brenda's dream. Oh, that dream. First of all, she looked beautiful in the so dream. So beautiful. The dream looked like a like a like a movie, like I don't know, like a Who's that guy that did Beetlejuice? Tom Tim Burton movie. Mm, I don't know. It mm-hmm. just reminded me of Tim Burton movie. The lighting oh, yeah. and the smoke and the way she was dressed. It was really cool. It was beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. 
I wonder, I mean, I personally love that they chose to put her in white, not black in her dream, which was mm. expected, right? Such a beautiful um, casket. It was. Like it was oh. like a beautiful casket. The yeah. casket thing is weird though. Yeah. Very fluffy. Yeah. I, I looked very comfortable. I wouldn't mind taking a little nap in there, but I don't know about being in that for the forever. And Have in you ever ground. had to do a TV movie where you're laying in a casket? Mm-mm. Have you? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's freaky. Creepy. It is. It is creepy. You're like, no thanks. And I liked the little bit of foreshadowing when she's going around to everyone and they're filling in the, you know, A, B, or C, what would you mm-hmm. choose? And uh, Kelly had to choose, uh, sorry, I'm not going to get it dead on, but uh, basically take Brenda's boyfriend. And she goes, Kelly, because that's the one you obviously chose. And not that you took him. You can't take a boyfriend or a husband, like, or a girlfriend or a wife or a partner. Mm -hmm. Uh, They do it their own thing. But later on, you and (laughs) I like the little jog that you did with that. (laughs) They They do do their their own own thing. thing. (laughs) That's how they do when they, like, march off and leave the other one. I don't know. Um, But, you know, that was foreshadowing. And I'm sure they didn't even, did they know the storyline that they were going to put, you know, Kelly and... Dylan together when Brenda went to. I'm sure that there was a lot of oh, seeds. Sorry, of... I know people don't like us to spoil. Oh, sorry. No. Ooh. Oh, like, okay. I feel like that they definitely knew that at some point all the characters were going to be intertwined with each other. <laughs> <laughs> There's only so many characters to. Yeah. I mean, heck, nobody saw Andrea and Steve's kiss. Nobody coming. saw that coming. That's true. I did never saw that coming. That's true. But I did think that the um, the dream was beautiful and so well done and and I enjoyed watching that and I also really liked the scene with the twins when they were sitting on the bed together and they were talking and Brenda was crying about her aunt that had died and oh it just was so sweet I like that scene yeah that's an emotional episode it really creeped that creeped me out though like what are the chances that they would give the aunt that had breast cancer she had breast cancer right Mm-hmm. Or was it a different cancer? It was, it was breast cancer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that at 35, you know, she, Sheila was her name. And then uh, I'm sorry, I just right. kept thinking I was like, Sheila, Shannon, like, I don't know. It was just like weird coincidences that, that no one crazy. could have predicted. But yeah, and I, so what she was saying to really got me, it was, uh, she was saying that her aunt just became so, so lonely. Mm-hmm. And she sort of like distanced herself from, the people in her life that loved her because she had to, she wanted to, that's, but it it really got me just thinking about that, you know, and, and the connection and made me want to reach out. But I do, I do want to say though, regarding that we talked about before was, and now it's one in eight women and I, and how that sort of seems like we're going backwards, but I do think that the, because of early detection and all the uh, improved treatments, right. the deaths from breast cancer have dropped significantly, actually 40% from 1989 wow. to two, 2017. So great strides are being made and yeah, we should right. definitely acknowledge that. It's so important, and but it's all about the early detection with anything, you guys. Like, uh, Not to be too serious, but you guys have to be your own health advocate. You have to be the CEO of you in every Mm -hmm. respect and you need to take stock in your health and 
pay attention because you're the only one that's going to. There's no doctor out there that's going to, you know, keep track of you and make sure you go all your appointments and make sure you're all completely healthy over the years. Mm -hmm. There's no spouse, no partner that's going to do it for you. You have to do it for yourself. And it's best to do it now, like start today, do something that you're like, I know, you know, this is in my genetic makeup, heart disease mm -hmm. or breast cancer or any kind of cancer. Like if you know you have genetic pre-existing risk factors, start there and go look into um, getting, you know, start with an annual checkup of that specific thing um, and target your attention so that you guys are taking care of yourselves because I want you to. That's all. Sorry. I'll stop preaching. Be no, be proactive. No, it's yeah. everything you're saying is so right on and so important. And I think a lot of times we forget, you know, even as yeah. adults, we forget and you know, you fall back and you're like, oh, what am I doing? Of course. But here, you know, people will be like 16, isn't that too young? But like, it's not. Look at Brenda. Yeah. She had, you know, she did have a tumor and mm -hmm. it worked out, but you just never know. So mm -hmm. You never Why know. Not? She had a lot of support, though, from her parents, all of her friends, even though Kelly and Donna couldn't really figure out the right words to try to make her feel better. Um, that hug at the end, though, was so sweet. And the gift back. Like when they show up What at was the that house gift like, thing you brought? Ginormousest <laughs> gift basket ever made. And you have a, the floral arrangement from like the Four Seasons or something. Where did you get that? It's so big and obnoxious. We are like, we, we are overcompensating, I think, for our inability yes. in the previous scene. <laughs> we felt real bad about it. But it, I felt that that scene at the school where they're finding out about it was right. really genuine because you wouldn't, kids don't, I wouldn't have known at that age what to say or how to be there for yeah. someone. So yeah. I, I felt like it was a pretty accurate scene. It was really but yeah, authentic. Helen and Donna I, lo I loved Brandon in this episode. Yeah, he was so thoughtful and it was Especially, about somebody else. I felt like yeah. it was nice to see. And that last scene with her, mm -hmm. like sitting on the bed, just like I would have missed you so much. Like, I don't know. It was just like, oh. Did he it make you miss so your much. brother? Um. Well, he's, wait, that sounded, that sounded morbid. No, he's not because he's not dead. But, no, but it made you like it reminds you of that like sibling connection. And it, did it make you because you have a brother that's close to your age? So yes, right? my brother is five years younger, and I do miss him. He lives in Portland. I miss him all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, but just I think the yeah, you're right. The note there is don't wait till it's something that could be life or death to tell someone I love you. That was yeah. the thing with Brandon. Like, you know, he was, we don't see them often enough, kind of. We see the sibling rivalry and they kind of support each other. But this was just like, whoa, yeah. it was presented to him that this could be major. She could die. Someone in their family did die from this. And mm -hmm. he was like, his poured his heart out. And it was so cute. Yeah, I love a gooey Brandon moment. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and was Dylan, so Dylan told Brenda... I love you right outside yes. her front door. That was big. That's the first time Is he said it. Is that the first time? Oh. I believe so. Yeah. And then she that's why she calls him and all she says is, I love you. And then she hangs up on his answering machine. Note, you said answering machine. 
I was going to say voicemail, but nope. It was nope, an answering was machine. Good old but, answering machines yeah, back then. Leave a message at the beep. 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 And remember when people would try to be funny? You probably did that, didn't you? What? Leave a message really? after the beep, and then you go beep before it would actually beep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. That's or like you, do the, you do the fake hellos. Hello. And then they think Hi. you answered. Yeah. Hello. Hey. Hello. Okay. Hey, you I'm not here. Yeah, I'm <laughs> not here. That was fun. Thanks, sis, for acting that up for me. Have you changed your voicemail recently? I have not ever listened to my voicemail. How would I know? What is it? Her voicemail makes Call it my sound phone right like now she's... And, and let, I'll let it go to the answering machine. I want to hear what it says. I swear I have no idea. So I can't tell you how many times I have called and, it's, and I'm like, hey, so it's like I got to tell her something about work. And I'm like, hey, and I start talking and then I hear her like she's messing with people. And she's Play like, it. I want to hear it. I, you I do. You say it. hello like you're, like you're answering. And so then you start talking and then you realize it, like, call oh, it. it's yeah, her call voice. Call it on speaker. Call me. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. All right. Well, don't pick up. <sighs> okay. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hey, here we go. What's up? <laughs> I bet you changed it. Oh, I almost answered it. Okay, she's calling me. Hey, no, that's different. At the tone. No, that did that did sound like, hey, hey it's, me. it's me. Like almost like you're answering well, who like, hey, their phone. Hey, it's me. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, you guys. Before it was like. Hey, like you, you it, literally every time I'd be like, oh, I got fooled again because I'd be like, oh, hey, how are you? And then she'd be like, it would be beat, beat. And then she'd be like, leave a message. And I'd be like, I can't, oh. I can't remember the last time you actually yeah. left me a voice message on any device. Like that just doesn't happen anymore, does it? No, My mom I never does do. It, no, you don't. Okay. Well, so also you and I both are known to hate talking on the phone. Hate. I do not like to talk on the phone ever. Like ever. phone phobia. We phobia. have phone phobia. Isn't that weird? We've had mm-hmm. that forever. Like we have that in common too. Like it's just. Even my own like family members. Mm-hmm. I don't want. It takes a lot for me to be like, let's get on a phone call and chat it up. Me too. Me too. Um, so I am going to announce that, that my best friend. Oh no, what I did Last know. night. Yes. So she's been uh, sliding into my DMs. <laughs> You're so, um, you're so like young and relevant. Like, so that's the new thing. Like no one, no one like texts people anymore. They just like DM them. I'm lazy is what it is. I'm too (laughs) friggin' lazy to switch to the messages because I happen to be on my Instagram and I see a message. So I just respond there because you're already there. That's true. And so the thing is, you can tell when someone's active. So you're like, hey, if you like reply and they don't reply back. Well, I guess that's not true either. Because if you have it on your background, it's yeah, always you says leave, you're active. If you leave your app on, you're always active. Uh, yeah. Okay. So my app's always on. I don't know. Yeah. So, so she was like texting me, but DMing me and I didn't mm-hmm. check it. And then when I checked it last night, I was like, oh my God. And like panicked. Why are you bringing this up? <laughs> I'm only bringing it up because I feel like DMing is very relevant right now. And I, if I hear one more person say, hey, oh, 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 yeah, let's get in touch. I'll just, you know, slip into my DM. And I'm like, it sounds so dirty. Slip just into call, my DM. Me. I'd rather you text me. It's more, I don't know. There's something more personable about it. Right? But that's how like social <laughs> media the kids, now. You just they say like to people. The DMer. Yep. Yeah. Slip. But why do they say slip? It sounds really nasty. Slip into my DM. And then someone yesterday told me, they were like, hey, just drop into my DM. I'm like, oh, 
am that's, I outdated now? I, I had just gotten like cool with like slip into my DM and now I'm like, oh, okay, I, I think a slip now. into your DM is when, you know, you have all the DMs and you don't notice it. And then, then you see it later. I think a oh, okay. drop into your DM must be like, bam, I just sent it. Like, boom, it dropped right in. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. Okay. Yeah. These are very important conversations, everybody. Yeah. Well, a DM is also they... Donna Martin, so it's like, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, we need to talk about fashion and our our favorite lines and then oh, also get oh, to oh. a few emails. Great. Um, so let's take a break and we'll come back. Enter to win a free cruise for two on board the 90s cruise. Relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music, and fashion of the 90s on the 90s cruise. Five days of concerts with some of the decade's most iconic stars, nightly theme parties, celebrity interaction, and all-out 90s events and activities. Over 25 concerts and live performances starring Blues Traveler, Collective Soul, Gin Blossoms, Everclear, Lit, Color Me Bad, Lisa Loeb, Fastball, CNC Music Factory, Jesus Jones, Digital Underground, Sophie B. Hawkins, and more. Hosted by MTV VJs Downtown Julie Brown and Matt Penfield, plus Lisa Loeb. Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas will be completely transformed to take you back in time for nonstop 90s action. The 90s cruise will sail from Tampa and head to Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico, January 31st through February 5th, 2025. Head to the 90scruise.com slash iHeart to enter to win a free cruise for two. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. 
Navy.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Hey, this is Becca Tilly and Tanya Rad. Tanya Rad, that's me. Yeah, and we have a podcast (laughs) called Scrubbing In. Yeah, we do. We are two best friends and we love... Grey's Anatomy. Hence the name Scrubbing In. Exactly. And this week, we have one of Grey's Anatomy's very own, Anthony Hill, who plays Winston on the podcast to chat about what's been going on. If you follow Grey's Anatomy, you know that, I mean, there's just a lot to talk about. There are sudden deaths. People are coming back this season. There's a whole lot going on. It is a huge season for Grey's Anatomy. So I highly suggest you tune in. And you're not just going to get Grey's Anatomy. I mean, we have girl talk. It's just girl talk. It's like you're talking with your best friends on the couch. Yeah, except not with your best friends. You're talking with us. Your virtual best friend. We're your virtual BFS. That's right. So listen to Scrubbing In on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So in this episode, the Rembrandt's song played during Steve and Andrea's very surprising kiss. Um, Why don't we talk to the Rembrandt's now? We have Phil Solomon on the line from the Rembrandt's. You're half of the Rembrandt's. Yep. This is what I find interesting about you had have had over four decades of friendship and beautiful artistic collaboration with one person, uh, with Danny Wilde. And mm-hmm. I find that sort of symbolic because Tori and I kind of have that same very long history together, still working together, still loving it. And I was just thinking like, what do you think is the secret to that kind of a successful relationship with mm-hmm. a partner? Um, probably that we just don't know what else to do and we just keep on doing whatever comes up. Hmm. You know, if there's a secret, somebody please tell me. (laughs) Well, I think it's pretty obvious that you guys have a great love for each other and that you have um, built a level of trust that you don't maybe have with other people. So you Mm -hmm. guys are comfortable with each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have a, uh, I don't know, it's like an intrinsic thing. From the minute mm-hmm. we met, we kind of knew that there'd be some, you know, we, we were in separate bands out in Hollywood at the time and uh, just kind of ended up like, wow, okay, we created a new band and got in it. And then eventually uh, this Rembrandt's thing happened. And so, yeah, the on again, off again. Right, right. Eight years. I love that. I love that about you guys' relationship. And Rembrandt's, for me, just there's just so melodic and there's so many beautiful harmonies and that's just think yeah that's what you guys i'm your i think was it your breakout kind of song for the Rembrandts? wasn't it just the way it is baby As a matter of fact, that's the first song that we uh, recorded as the Rembrandts. And we weren't even called right. the Rembrandts at the time. We just got together to write some tunes and maybe get a publishing deal. 
And that was the first song we uh, wrote. And uh, it was the first Amazing. song on the record and it just kind of all fell into place from that. Just How did we get so lucky to have it on the show? I mean, we had your music I several wondered, times on the show, you, but do you remember? I mean, you have so much to remember. How did but... we get so lucky to to be on the show? The <laughs> Aww, oh, oh my thank God. you. But we felt lucky to have We're you. We're grateful. Yeah. yeah. That was big for us. That was major. Oh, really? It was more Absolutely. major for us to be on you guys' show. Well, we both benefited oh in a good way then. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, can we get to the Friends theme song now? I'm dying to know. What would you like to know? I'll be there for you. That was your second song, right? That was like your second hit song? Well, we had uh, a couple other songs that weren't quite, uh, that didn't, you know, really become smashes or anything. But then Mm -hmm. uh, pretty early on, yeah, we stumbled into the the Friends camp. And when that came out, we were just, we really thought it was just going to be like, we will be the mystery sound of this show. And that'll be that. But then our, excuse me, a record company decided because there were so many requests everywhere on radio stations for it. And it was only a 42 second long song. Oh my God. So they just said, went crazy. You guys are going to write more to this and finish it. We're going to put it on your record. And that's how it happened. Wait, I have a question. Sorry. I'm, Probably everyone knows the answer to this, but what, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Like you had the song, it was a hit and then friends, how does that work? They license it to be the theme song or you wrote it for them? We wrote it with uh, the music hmm. director of the show. Okay. And he had the idea of mainly how it would scan out. It has to be this long. It has to be, here's some parts. He had some, he jammed out some piano stuff. And then we, uh, you know, experimented and uh, they had Allie Willis sending lyrics from her place via fax. I love her. I have a fax machine no longer with us, but I love her. Well, I I have a crazy question. Do you get paid every time that song comes on? I got Jenny Garth. I'm sorry. I know that's a very Phil. Do you? (laughs) Well, we get we get a little slice. You know, the the show uh, is just. I think they're saving it. They're going to surprise us one day. (laughs) A big present, a big Christmas bonus. My 12-year-old and my 9-year-old are obsessed with Friends now. And they've discovered it, and they think it's, like, their show. They have no idea that I was, like, oh, my God, in the 90s, like, this was our show. They think it's something new for them. And they're, like, oh, Friends. And they have all, like, the merchandise that's out now and Target, like, Friends. And they sing, they walk around singing the song, and it blows my mind because I'm, like, oh, my God. That was me in the 90s, and now my, my kids are singing it. So, yeah, you span generations. Wait, so – Courtney Cox playing, she learned to play the song on the piano. She actually played? Yeah, I, I saw that a couple, three, four weeks ago. She uh, put a video out on, on uh, Instagram. And, I, and that was I real? A, yeah, it was her playing. I didn't know she could play piano. But, you know, uh, we did a video together with those guys. And Courtney played drums in the video. 
That's rad. So I've always wanted to ask a famous musician this, but um, I don't know any. You're you're the only famous musician I know. Oh. So what what happens when you're in a restaurant or in a bar and you hear them play one of your songs? Like, what happens? Does everyone look at you? And are you like, mm, like what, what do you do? Uh, my my internal calculator starts adding up <laughs> how many pennies I'm gonna get. Oh, I love you. Good man. <laughs> so Good funny. Man. Wait, so what are you, what's coming up next for you? What do you got on the back burner or the front burner? I don't know. Well, it's funny because uh, we just released a new album last year. Well, actually the end of 2019. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then we were fixing to get out on the road and promote it. And we had a whole tour booked. And then this COVID thing kicked in and everything got canceled. So mm-hmm. maybe we'll pick up where we left off when, when it's safe. Ooh, if you ever go back out, we could be your groupies. Like <laughs> when, when it's safe to go back out. I, I'm kind of uh, nervous about going back out on the road. I've okay. spent a whole year in my house. Well, I think, I hope that you guys are um, comfortable and everyone's able to come and see your your concerts coming up. Well, we just want to say thank you so much. Thank you. Thank guys. you. It was great talking to you. We're such fans. Mwah. Enter to win a free cruise for two on board the 90s cruise. Relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music, and fashion of the 90s on the 90s cruise. Five days of concerts with some of the decade's most iconic stars. Nightly theme parties, celebrity interaction, and all-out 90s events and activities. Over 25 concerts and live performances starring Blues Traveler, Collective Soul, Gin Blossoms, Everclear, Lit, Color Me Bad, Lisa Loeb, Fastball, CNC Music Factory, Jesus Jones, Digital Underground, Sophie B. Hawkins, and more. Hosted by MTV VJs Downtown Julie Brown and Matt Penfield, plus Lisa Loeb. Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas will be completely transformed to take you back in time for nonstop 90s action. The 90s cruise will sail from Tampa and head to Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico, January 31st through February 5th, 2025. Head to the 90s com slash iHeart to enter to win a free cruise for two. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 
1-800-273-0300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Everybody has a love language, you know? Right. How you show your love to someone or mm-hmm. how it is that you show up in a relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. For me and my husband, communication is not our strong suit. We don't communicate easily, efficiently together or to anyone, but we're just not good communicators. So my husband made me, um, uh, when I had to go to Canada, he made me, a, or when I have to go anywhere, he makes me one, a, a, a playlist and when you listen to the music, so you get the message of whatever he's really, truly feeling. Like, because all of the songs say something amazing and make you feel so loved and like just talk about he's the luckiest man in the world. And, you know, like he communicates through his music. I think that's it's so his Oh my God. I'm Beautiful. crushing on Dave right now. Oh yeah. my God. Well, he'll make you one too. He loves to do it. I swear. Maybe it'll be, it'll have a different theme, obviously, but he'll make you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god wait so i'm gonna slip into dave's dms no i'm sorry i'm, I'm in i'm i follow him so he follows me so drop it I'll, I'll drop a dm to him and say dave like for my birthday will you make me a playlist he will Cute. be so happy to do that I, I was looking on instagram yesterday and dave was on and um he's by the way he's the most supportive like friend ever like on my stories, Dave's always there. Makes me feel really good. No, I'm always like, oh, good, Dave saw it. Uh, is it that or is he just spending way too much time on his on his? No, phone? I think he's efficient. I don't know. I feel special. Maybe he's <laughs> well, on his good. phone too okay. much. But he was eating what looked like a can of peanut butter. Oh, my God. Do they even? Yeah. I almost like he's texted home him alone and was like – Fending for Which himself. made me think, I was like, oh, he's missing her. Look at this. Look at yeah. poor guy. It's come to that. And you know what? It's that, come to that. It made me that's sad. deep in the pantry, you guys. It's not just a jar of peanut butter. You're it's right. It's a can. It's a giant can from like <sighs> Restaurant Depot because I bake the pies for his restaurant sometimes. <laughs> oh, and I have a lot of supplies. That is one of my pie baking supplies. And he went and ate it. I was like, hello, that's for the pies. But like, like you're talking about, about communication and your own love language, like that picture said a thousand words. I was like, oh, he's ready for her to come home. Yeah, he's doing it. He's into the can of peanut butter by himself. <laughs> 
giant industrial size. Industrial. Uh, it was a night. That's, that's oh, that's good. Should we talk fashion? We didn't. Oh, we didn't. Oh man, no. we didn't. Oh, I didn't. There was no like like standout fashion moments for me in this episode. I mean, all the boys kind of looked the same as each other. Pleated pants, blousey men, blouseys, shirts, <laughs> blouseys. Dil- Dylan, it's the first time I've seen blousies. Dylan in a Steve blouse. Yeah. Am I right or am I right? Yeah. Oh. Like they a- just go to the blouse barn. You guys know that store, right? Sorry. Bless you. Yeah, blouse and it was barn. like, yeah. I'm looking at a picture of it right now. Black collar, black sleeves, and it was like, Puke green and like lavender straight. Like what? Now what's happening? It was crazy. Cindy had a really cool pink suit at the hospital. Cindy looked great. Yeah, she had another uh, the other time when she went to the doctor's office with Brenda. She showed up at the school. She looked like a Beverly Hills mom all of a sudden. See, funny enough, I didn't love her outfits in this episode. Oh, really? I felt like. I don't they were know. Trying. I love her when her hair's like loose yeah. and she had her mom jeans and a blouse tucked in mm-hmm, and just kind mm-hmm. of looks so like. <sighs> These definitely felt like the costumer was trying to up her ante. Start to change her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like really? fitting into Beverly Hills. Her hair looked different. Yeah. It was like an all around different. She lo- I mean, I'm going to be honest. She looked older. Like she usually yeah, looks so like right. carefree and fun and young, young and, and like cool mom. And I love her looks. And here I was like, oh, this is like an example when people are like, oh, my God, do I look like you kind of I look like I'm wearing my mom's clothes. Like she looked like she was wearing mom, <laughs> mom clothes. There wasn't a lot of other great fashion moments. Did you guys have a favorite line from the episode? Perchance? Mm-hmm. Lay it on me. Um, so my line I loved, and I'm sure you guys loved this one too, was Brenda's hope for the best, expect the worst. I didn't like that line. You don't like it? (laughs) No, uh, philosophically, I disagree with it. Hope for the best. Because it's like, kind of like, okay, here's the worst case scenario. If I expect the worst, then I can only be like happy with anything better. I guess you're right. It's a little glass half empty, but. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't think you should expect the worst in any situation. I think you should always expect the best. Fine. You're right. And it's like manifestation. Yeah. Like don't Mm -hmm. even think about the worst. Think about the best. It's hard sometimes. Okay. Sorry. Go on. Um. Mine we talked about kind of already, it, and it wasn't my favorite per se, but it stood out to me. And it was uh, Kelly and Donna telling Brenda, and I think Kelly's the one that said it, that um, she really doesn't hope that she that that ever happens to her breasts, <laughs> and that it was just it just came out so wrong. And then, yeah, uncomfortable. We, we both made yeah. it about us. I hope it doesn't yeah, happen exactly. to my breasts. And then I'm like, but, me too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Um, what else? Oh, did I have a favorite line? Did you? Mm, 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 let me think. Let me think. Oh, yeah. It would have to be, I guess my hormones are raging at the end when Brenda says that when she doesn't have the thing. I thought, I thought it was really cute. And I thought that it, well, that was cute. I think they even like showed a glimpse of Dylan when she says that. He's like, he goes, tell me about it. Yeah, 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 right? <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> All right. We have some questions from listeners. Ashley is saying, I have a question for Jenny and Tori. 
Out of all the different seasons of 90210, have you ever been jealous or envious of someone else's character or storyline at the time? Was there ever a story arc you wish your character would have gotten to experience? Dun, dun, dun. Well, Ashley, as you asked that question, I was thinking, what would it be? What would it be? Um, the only thing that came to my mind instantly, which I'm sure there were other instances definitely where I was like, oh, that would have been so cool to have that storyline, um, was when we were all at the, oh, this is a spoiler alert, but I have to, um, we were all at Dylan and I think her my name was Tony's wedding on mm-hmm. a cliff lo- overlooking the Pacific Ocean in Malibu. Mm-hmm. I just remember. And you wished it was you? I did. Well, I wish that was me getting married to Dylan. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I can remember that vividly because we were just the guests. For more of the sake of Kelly marrying Dylan or just for the fact that like you wanted to act out a wedding, like be in a no, wedding dress? Both. I wanted to marry Dylan. Okay. I wanted Kelly to be marrying Dylan and, and having that special beautiful wedding because it was beautiful i don't mm-hmm. know i'm biting my tongue my lips everything i'm biting everything <laughs> what? That's so, because it's so multi-layered i know so many whatever levels. what was you what's yours what's yours you answer young, ashley's question like, damn it <laughs> she's like don't go there <laughs> um, no, you need to you need to answer i think for me it was probably the the first couple of seasons just um, not jealous so much, but watching all the girls have storylines and dialogue and and kind of, you know, my my character grew slowly. So it was just a lot of one-liners, which honestly, sometimes one-liners are harder. harder. Like, especially right. if they're not good. If you have a zinger of a funny one-liner, that's easier. Yeah. But if you're sitting in a scene and you have one line mm-hmm. and there's a whole scene, you're depending on like you're looking and you're have to you're listening and you're listening and your eyes and you know it's just it's difficult. <laughs> rather your than eyes having just like looked a, really crazy. I don't. That scene's gonna be weird. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, but you're so, so I think right. There, that's 100. There were times true. where I was like, oh, I can't, I can't wait. I hope one day I have like a big storyline or I can have yeah. a scene where it's two of us and I'm just we're talking back and forth. And it happened. See, obviously, your, your dreams came true. They you did. I manifested happen. it. That's See? right. I didn't expect the worst. That's exactly my point, people. You're right. Okay. Sean is asking a very serious and long question. Oh, boy. Okay. Um. So here we go. How does this make you guys feel now watching the show and seeing Brenda with a scare and knowing Shannon is currently battling her second round of stage four? Also, after Shannon left the show, there was an estrangement, as far as I know from the media, between Jenny and Shannon. But when Shannon had cancer the first time, Jenny posted this wonderful tribute and created the best hashtag, hashtag fight like Brenda. It was so moving and wonderful to see the sisterhood and bond of the friendship reignited after all those years. How did that all come about? Well... Sean, that is a long question. Um, first, I'll address the beginning. I think that yeah, we already kind of talked about that in the beginning right. of the episode. Mm-hmm. How it was sort of um, it was hard for us to watch this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and who knew? And and now watching it back, it's it's eerie and it and mm-hmm. not it's not good. It's not a good feeling. 
No, it was, you know, we, I remember like when she had fought and, and overcame and was in remission, we, we looked back and we're like, oh, that was a coincidence, but she came back from it. And obviously you're correct. She's, you know, battling it again, but, um, we believe in her and she's such a strong, strong woman. Um, and she does so much. She's such an inspiration for women everywhere, um, going through this. So it's still hard to watch though. Mm -hmm. I'll be glad to get to the next episode. And I mean, to address the other part of your question, I don't want to be rude. Um, yeah, there was, uh, you know, there was the word out there that Shannon and I didn't get along or we were estranged as you called it. Um, I don't think that's the case though. I mean, Shannon and I are two Aries women. (laughs) I don't need to say any more than that. Um, we lock horns sometimes as Rams do you know, and I actually like that about her and she likes that about me. So, um, we've never had a problem with our differences. I don't think, uh, uh, there's been times when there's been feelings hurt and things said, but that you, you, your sisters at the end of the day, there's a bond that we all have with one another. All the ca- cast members have with one another. Yeah that it, it is like, it's like super glue. You can never break that bond. And, um, so we're all going to be there to support each other at the end of the day, no matter what any of us are going through, whenever one of us truly needs the other one, I know that they will be there for me. And, um, just like we are for Shannon. But I, I didn't know that you did that hashtag fight like a Brenda. I love that. Because it's so true. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's a good one. I made up a good hashtag that day. That's a good one. (laughs) I I might have a career in hashtags, you guys. Mm -hmm. If this podcast thing doesn't work out, which it will (laughs) because we have five stars. (laughs) But little, it could be your side hustle, creating hashtags for people. I'm going to work on it. Good stuff. Well, I think that does it for today's podcast, ladies. Homework assignment is episode 19. April is the cruelest month. Be there. Oh. We, we we will see you all next week. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Slip into my DM. <laughs> Just kidding. Wow, wow. <laughs> that like the funny one liner at the end. <laughs>
Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but so, look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Whether you are a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.